frozen for a time as his nostrils flared, testing for scent. Satisfied all was well, he moved forward to the water and lowered his head to drink. Disappointed that it was a deer instead of an elk, Charlie decided to still take the shot. Moving almost imperceptibly, with a rifle lowered, she waited until the bead was on the side of the buck by his heart. Then she pulled the trigger. The kick of the rifle jolted her arm and lifted the barrel several inches but she saw the buck fall sideways to the ground. He kicked wildly, staggered to his feet, then ran toward the woods. He had not gone more than a dozen steps, however, when he fell to the earth, his antlers crashing against the stones that lined the stream. Charlie smiled with satisfaction. "'You ain't no elk, but you'll be prime good eatin', she said. Speaking aloud to herself was a habit she had formed from being alone so much of the time. Aside from her parents, there was no one for her to talk to no brothers or sisters. So she talked to her horse, her dog, and herself. Reaching into the pouch at her side, she reloaded the rifle. Pouring the powder into the barrel, ramming the ball on top of it, and then adding the powder to the pan to explode the charge took less than thirty seconds. Then she rose and walked to the stream. The deer was on the far side. Since she didn't want to get her feet wet, she moved down until she found a narrow spot studded with rocks that could serve as a walkway. Lightly holding the rifle, she skipped across and walked to where the deer lay, his eyes already glazed. Leaning the rifle carefully against the trunk of a dead fir, she pulled a large knife from its sheath and expertly skinned the deer. Rising, she washed her hands in the stream, replaced the knife, then grabbed her rifle and headed back to camp. Throwing the saddle on Sonny, she said, God is a good one, Sonny. Too bad you can't bite up on deer meat. It's plum good. Not for horses, I guess. She threw her gear onto the horse behind the saddle, stepped aboard in an easy motion, then drove the big bay at a gallop through the forest. When she reached the deer, she tied Sonny up and again leaned the rifle against the tree. Then she began to put portions of meat into the aged, rank-smelling canvas bag she had brought for this purpose. Her mind was so engrossed with the task that it took Sonny's shrill neighing to catch her attention. Fear shot through her nerves as she turned, for there, emerging from the thicket, was one of the largest grizzly bears she had ever seen. Lean from hibernation, he still looked monstrous. It's too early for bears to be out, she thought wildly, but there was no time. The bear was no more than forty feet away and coming at her with incredible speed. Charlie Peace had spent her life in the woods and had had her share of close calls. Acting on pure reflex, she leaped for the rifle, glad she always kept her rifle primed. Sonny had broken loose and was running away, but she paid no heed. She threw the rifle to her shoulder, putting the sight right on the bear's mouth. Bears could be hit by half a dozen bullets and not be killed, so she knew it had to be a headshot. If she missed, she would be mauled and probably killed. In the few seconds she had left, she steadied her arms and hands, and as her father had taught her, gently squeezed the trigger. The powder exploded, kicking the barrel up, and Charlie at once turned to run in case she had missed. But she had not missed. The bullet took the bear right in the open mouth, driving upward through his brain. He took four or five more paces, then his front legs collapsed and he rolled over, awkwardly coming to rest not ten feet from where Charlie stood. Blood stained the back of his head, and his paws made paddling motions for a few moments, then grew still. Staring down at the dead grizzly, Charlie slowly lowered the rifle until the butt of it rested on the ground. Her breath began to come faster then, and she swallowed hard. Well, now, that was a mite close. Her voice was somewhat hoarse and sounded overly loud in the stillness of the glade. 
she smelled the burning powder and heard far off the sound of Sonny as he continued to run through the thickets. But as she looked down, pride swept through her. Reckon Pa would have been proud of that shot, she whispered. Reaction came then, and her hands began to tremble. I didn't think nothing could do that to me, she thought. But a full-grown grizzly about to tear your heart out. I calculate even most men would be a little shook up by that. She whipped her hat off and wiped her damp forehead. Then she loaded the rifle again before marching off in the direction Sonny had gone. He had not gone far and came back to her call, somewhat skittish. Charlie waited until he was calm. Reckon you'll have to tote double, because I intend to bring some of that beer meat back to Ma. She always was partial to bear liver. Come on now. I'll skin the critter and you haul them both back. The cabin that Noah Peace had built for his wife was far better than most found in the Rocket Mountains. He had built